Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. It's good. We are, we're going to take communion together, and, um, but as, as we do that, I'm actually going to bring my message and we'll, we'll talk a little more into communion today and talk about our lives devoted to Him. And so in the last couple of weeks with our online content, and welcome again to anyone who's joining us online. So good to have you, everyone on Zoom and watching on our YouTube. We love that you can engage with us. And uh, we really do want people to understand what we are attempting to do for this year. And it will be the same thing that we do every year, that we would be a church devoted to him and that we would thus become his church, become his people, people that he is growing and building And uh, so we took the last two weeks on our online content and we will continue over the next few weeks to talk about this this idea of being devoted to him as we set up this new year. And so uh, if you're first time here, welcome. You've kind of walked in on a morning that we're all very excited. I've only had two coffees, I promise. Um, But we're so glad that you are here. If it's your first or second time or maybe you've been returning after a little while, we just want to say welcome, and uh, we're so glad you can be with us. If you're on, new on the journey, but you've been coming for a little while, and uh, you're wondering how you can get connected, how you could take a next step in, 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 in connecting with us or, or growing in your walk with God, well, this year we want to make it super helpful and clear. We have our Hello Hub, which is out there. It's a big sign that says, hello, and Matty DeQuino up the back there. Hey, Matt, so good to see you. And uh, he'll, be, he'll be on there at the end of this service. If you've got any questions about the message, questions about your own relationships, what's going on and you're just wondering how you can get more connected, come and see us at the Hello Hub and we'd love to help you uh, just take next steps in Him. Sound good? Good. Should we get in the message? Yes. Otherwise, we'll be here forever. And uh, I would like that, but you probably wouldn't. And uh, But that's good. That's good. That's good. So uh, we are going to come around again this, this meal that we take together, but don't open it yet. Otherwise, it'll be like standing there and you'll be awkwardly balancing it for the next 20 minutes. Just pause and we'll, we'll take communion together soon. But I actually wanted to start, honey, can I grab my, um, in my bag actually? Oh, no, you're not my other honey, Jonathan. <laughs> I only have one honey. News to you, that's good. It's certainly not news to me. Um, but uh, who does love the Gagovias? Aren't they wonderful? That was a great prayer. Um, no. And, uh, but I actually want to, um, we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians and Paul um, unpacking this moment of the meal. Christ's last supper became our ongoing supper. This, this meal that would, in, in a sense, he, he uses the word remember, but another way we could look at that is be reorientated. I love that sense of, of coming back to ourselves. There's this beautiful story in the New Testament where Jesus is expressing what it's like when we do this life and we realise that we need to come back to Him is like this son who left his father and it said when he came to his senses. You ever have those moments where you just come to a, that's right, I don't live like this anymore. I don't think like this anymore. I don't talk like this anymore. We all have it. Well, maybe I do and you don't. You're all very holy and pure. But it's good. And what the meal does is it's a regular moment where we come back and we reorientate ourselves back to his people. 
And this was not a new idea. This was, a, this was a, something that Christ took and, and really fulfilled. But in a sense, he reorientated this meal. It was a meal that they, they did every year. It was the Passover meal. And they would celebrate the fact that their God had been their Saviour. And they took this meal in remembrance of that. But at the same time, as they remembered that He is their King, they also reconciled and realised that they were His people. So when we come together, when we take this meal, what we are saying is we are remembering who He is, but at the same time, we're reminding ourselves of who we are. I know who He is. That's generally not the problem. I often forget who I am in Him how I should walk in Him. And so to be reminded at the beginning of the year, to reorientate ourselves at the beginning of the year is so important. Anyone arrived? Good. (laughs) We're all on a process. We are all a work in process. Some of you are a big work, myself included. Some of you, like, we've come and we're like those Ikea boxes. We're opening up and the last screw didn't fit, so now we're just digging around. Some of you are really annoying. Like, you're just like, yes, God, straight away. And the others of you are more like me. And it's like, fine. Dragged along. We're all on a journey. Hey, guess what? You're still on a journey. Some of you might feel like it's too late. It's not because you're still here. As long as there is breath in your lungs, you're still on a journey with Him. And in Him, we live and breathe and have our being. If we can reorientate ourselves back to Him consistently, we're still on a process. And so I want to start actually in 2 Peter. It says this in verse 3, His divine power has granted to us all things that to pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. Anyone want to be a partaker of his divine nature, his character, the way he lives, the way he responds, the way he reacts, the way he thinks, the way he speaks, the way he moves. That's his nature and we are partakers of it. Having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires, for this very reason, Make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue or goodness and goodness with knowledge. Not knowledge that puffs us up and makes us arrogant. Knowledge that goes deep into our heart. That stuff that actually makes us less arrogant and more humble. The knowledge that actually comes in and makes us realise, man, we so need Jesus. To knowledge, self-control, and self-control with steadfastness so that it's continued. Steadfastness or patience 
with godliness because again, we are on this journey of being more like Him. And then godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are in you and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is such a frustrating thing for a believer to know Christ, but to have no fruit of it in their life. It's like telling someone that is bound up in chains that they're free. For freedom, Christ has set us free. But to experience that freedom is a process of saying no to me and yes to Him. Of submitting and surrendering my world to Him. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be all the more diligent to conform your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fail. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And so this passage that Peter opens, this great apostle to the churches, is this idea of devotion. To be a disciple of Jesus, another way to say it is to be devoted to Jesus. I'm not only devoted to him, but his way of life. I'm devoted to being his people. And we see this, don't we, in that passage. We see his great devotion to us. I can't do anything if he doesn't step first. It was he that has given to us this divine power that has enabled me to take hold of this divine character. It's nothing I've earned or done. It's simply provided because he is my saviour. He is my rescuer. He is the God who is devoted to me. And in this moment, as we come around this meal, we'll see that it's because of his broken body and because of his spilt blood that we have access. So he's devoted to me. But then from that devotion of him to us, he's calling us then to be devoted to him so that our faith in him is supplemented then with a lifestyle that begins to change and move. And what's interesting to me is that the very last two things that Peter talks about, it's almost this progression of these things that are added are two things, brotherly affection and love. So that ultimately, and what we will look into this, this meal as we, as we unpack it a little more today, is that ultimately it ends in our devotion to others. So as His people, He is devoted to us. We are devoted to Him and in turn, we are devoted to one another. This is what this meal is about. It reorientates us back to this reality that He is devoted to us. We are devoted to Him and in turn are called to be devoted to others. So 1 Corinthians, Paul is writing to this church and it's a very interesting letter, quite full on. And at times he's a bit cranky with them because they're missing some of the point. They're doing these things like the meal, but they're missing its purpose. And so he brings them back to what is all about. He says in verse 23 in chapter 11, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, 
He also took the cup and said, this cup is the new covenant established by my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, what he's really saying, guys, is as often as you do this meal, as you take this meal together, you are proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes. Meaning you are testifying to the reality of what I have done. So it's not as simple as whenever we take a meal, whenever we break bread and drink of the drink, we somehow are proclaiming. No, Jesus is pointing towards something that is deeper than just activity. It is again about this lifestyle of devotion and being caught up as his people. So again, as it's a reflection, or rather the Passover was like a precursor to this meal. It was something they would celebrate again on what Christ had done or what God had done for them in Egypt. They've been taken out and set apart, and therefore it is him, them as his people. They're participating in this meal. They travel from all around to Jerusalem just to come and take part in this, to say, yes, we are his people. And as his people, they were charged to be a reflection of him. And Jesus grabs this moment and he reorientates them again into this simple moment where they come and remember that He is devoted to them. They are devoted to Him and in turn be devoted to others. So as His disciples, our life is oriented around our devotion to others. The context of what Paul brings this teaching around is again, not just to give the theology or an understanding on why they should do this meal or what this meal is. He's actually trying to correct something in them. The way they would do the meal is people would come together in a home church. They would all come from different areas and everyone would bring some food. And if you were wealthy, you had a lot of food and a lot of wine and good wine. Quality over quantity, people. It's important. He brings all this stuff. And then there were others in the community that had very little. And the way that they would do this is they would break bread at the beginning and then they would share a meal and then they would drink of the cup or somewhere between that kind of order. And they were coming around this thing. But what's happening in this moment is those that have are celebrating in what they have, meaning they are gorging themselves, they're getting drunk, they're drinking, eating. And meanwhile, there's people down on the poorer end of the table in the other room tucked away. And they're apparently sharing in this meal of sacrifice. And Paul says, guys, you're missing the point. Jesus said, I have broken my body for you. I have given everything for you. Now in turn, live the same way. Live a life where there is not the haves and haves not. There is no separation between you where you constantly live from a place where I am going to live for others. And so this year, as we come around this passage and this this moment together, we are becoming less interested in our own lives and live to put others before us. By fully embracing the great commandment of Jesus to love one another, our lives are orientated so we can fulfill the great commission of Jesus to make disciples. We can live each week embracing the purpose 
of our community to build community, to be present for one another, to love one another, to reveal Christ in all that we do and say to each other. We acknowledge the people around us every day, revealing the love of God for them. So as we take this meal together today, remember, we are devoted to others. We are to reflect His act of sacrifice and pour out what He has poured in. Your every day can be the most exciting thing in the world if you catch this. I talk to a lot of young people coming through their progression of career, their career and they're looking for purpose. Guess what your purpose is? People. People, every day of your life, you get to live your purpose if you can capture that you're actually here to live for others. That person that annoys you at work so much, oh, they frustrate you. If you stopped and prayed every day and asked to get a God view of their life and asked God to show you how you could help and serve and love and bring kindness to them, suddenly you enter Monday with a purpose because we live devoted to others. On the alternative week of this week, when you think, why are we doing this home church thing? I'm not in a connect, I'm not, you could change. And say, no, I'm going to be in a community. I'm going to open my life to other people. I'm going to put others beyond me. When I come to church, I'm realising you coming is good for me. And me coming is good for you. We are devoted to one another. Now that's all well and good. But I've got to remember, it's at the end of Peter's list of the things we should be adding that he says, then add brotherly affection and love. Because we can't actually give something we haven't journeyed into. And so we're not only devoted to others, before we understand and realise that, we first need to be devoted to Him. So as we take this meal, as His disciples, our life can be reorientated around our devotion to Him. We are becoming His people, a reflection of Him. And so to be a A disciple is not to just believe in Jesus, but to surrender our lives to his way of life. We are all in this process of being transformed. Paul talks about it to the Philippians. He says, one thing I'm doing, I'm constantly letting go of what's behind it. I'm straining on to take hold of the thing I haven't even yet taken hold of. Man, if Paul hasn't yet taken hold of it, we're in good company. Sometimes I feel like, man, I wish I was such a a much more faithful disciple. And then Jesus gives me this image of him on earth walking and he's ministering to the sick and he's healing and, and bringing the dead back to life. And then he turns around and his own disciples are arguing about who's gonna have the better seat in heaven. We're all on this journey of becoming like him, of looking like him. So this devotion to be more like Him generally involves engaging with things that bring us closer to Him. Prayer. Solitude and silence. Taking time every day to stop, reorientate ourselves back to Him. So we engage in the things that bring us closer and we abstain from the things that take us away from Him. We practice self-control. We learn to say no. Not just in the things we do. Often it's in the things we say. 
the scriptures say that that whoever can master this thing, man, they've done a really good job because they'll fix a lot of problems. I want God to master my tongue more this year. So I'm always speaking out of love, kindness, compassion. And as we reorientate ourselves to become part of this everyday, again, exciting journey where your, your everyday now has purpose because church is not just on Sunday. It's not just something we're going to. It's something we're becoming. We get this journey of becoming his people. And it's not a frustrating thing where you have to be down on yourself and I should be here, but I'm not there. No, no, no. His mercy is new every day. He's only asking that we keep getting up and walking. And then slowly but surely, our secondary nature, which is his nature, which is his primary nature, it's secondary to us, it slowly becomes more and more our primary nature. We find we begin to respond differently and live differently and act differently because we're devoted to others, but we're devoted to others because we're devoted to him becoming more like him. But of course, all of that is just religion and impossible if we don't understand the message of this meal, that Christ is devoted to you. As his disciples, as we take this meal, Let our lives be orientated around the reality of his love, mercy, and devotion to us. The way we approach what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will do guides and and moves us every day of our lives. That we wake up with a sense that God is doing something in us and that we can do all things in him. So I want you to close your eyes as you've got your emblems. Hopefully you've had time to get one. If you don't, wave your hands and we'll make sure we get you one. Okay, so as we take this meal together, remember his devotion to you. Remind your soul right now what he has done that his righteousness is yours. It's not your righteousness. It's not what you can earn. It's his. Remind your soul what he is doing. Let him be your daily strength this year. Isaiah 40 says, those that trust in the Lord, that wait on him in this place of trust, they will renew their strength. Let him today and every day be your source and strength. And let your heart be filled with hope for the future of what he will do and continues to do. Remember your devotion to him. Let the areas that you need to reorientate in your life come to mind, but don't let them dismay you. Don't let them pull you down. Rather, recommit your way now. Say, Lord, I'm yours. I'm coming to you. Lead me. And finally, let us remember our devotion to others and one another. Let someone in your workplace, in your family, right now, just let them come into your focus, into your attention. Think about them. Commit your life 
Commit your ways this year to be about them. Less of us, more of him and more of others. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your son that he gave all so that we would have all. That we are partakers of your divine nature because of your power at work in us. So we come and we are going to eat and drink and remember what you have done. Your great devotion to us. We're going to remind our souls that we are your people and devoted to you. And in turn, we're going to ask that you fill us now with your spirit, that we may be devoted to others. I want you to eat and drink. After you've done that, I'm going to ask you to stand. And then we're going to sing one more worship song together. We'll close. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.